We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, everybody. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Wencher-Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, hey, man. We're discussing all the college hoops. We've already seen the preseason rankings. And oh, yeah. Do some Pac-12s and some Big 12 today. Yeah, we do. We, we should talk about the, the rankings, though. I, t- I kind of forgot that that was like news that we should talk about. Let, let's let's uh, let's discuss it. Obviously, you are a voter. Uh, I don't know why my computer thinks I want the men's rankings. I never need to. I never need the men's rankings. Good for North Carolina that they're number one. Um, but DMV, Hubert Davis, Lake Braddock High School. I'll look at I'll look at the men's rankings when uh, when Jordan gets there. That's when we'll start looking. Uh, But look now, um, have the women's up. Have the women's rankings up. And also, uh, we should say follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter names are right here. Um, I'm at Gabe Ibrahim. Christy Christy doesn't quite fit. At Christy W Scott fifty one. Yeah, I can fix. I, I I got it. I can I can fix it uh, momentarily. Um, and also make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to uh, the podcast feed, subscribe everywhere because we'll be having you locked down. Hopefully, three podcasts a week throughout the college basketball season. That's the plan. Can't wait. Uh, and I think I think that's what we're up to. All right, now we can get into the actual stuff. So, South Carolina number one, pretty easy. That, that one's pretty easy. We can move on. One of the team, and then two teams that we're going to talk about today: Stanford, Texas, and then Iowa, rounding out the top four. Now, Christy, you obviously have a vote. Um, do, would you say this year was a little hard to do the preseason rankings, or do you feel really comfortable doing it? I think it's always very difficult for mm-hmm. me, especially with the landscape being what it is, with the NILs and the transfer portal and all the different faces in different places. I get it. But at the same time, I mean, the coaches at the top there are the same. Yeah. So for me, 
that kind of eased my decision-making process just to understand um, the philosophy and the culture of those, those top four or five programs in the country and starting with Don Staley. I mean, she's a winner, proven winner, two-time NCAA champ, multiple yeah. <laughs> gold medals and as a coach and a player. I mean, when you have um, that kind of expectation coming into a program, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun, I'm sure, to play for her. Um, and I believe they have that new NIL deal there, too, with all the players sure. receiving $25,000. So, I mean, the landscape has changed, not just with the transfer portal, but those NIL deals. And, and you know, everything is is a different uh, different landscape, to say to say it mildly, I guess. But you're right. It is the it is. It's like Don Saylor's at the top, you know, Stanford's at the top. We're back. Vic Schaefer's at the top. Yet again, we're we're right back to where we are. Tennessee's up there. Tennessee's number five. Louisville's number six. A lot of familiar faces yes. uh, in the in the top ten. Now, actually, I'm sorry. I was looking at your ballot. I'm not sure that was the whole ballot. Oh, you're so you were looking at mine. Oh, I was looking at your ballot. So all mine out. Hey, everybody, I love y'all. It's nothing you can you can see this. It's it's public knowledge. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, so you have UConn at eight, and UConn six right now in the polls i tend to agree with you um with on uconn because this team lost so much talent three wmba caliber players we'll see if they're if they have the chance to play in wmba kristen williams avina westbrook olivia nelson dota yeah all three of them were on wmba teams all three of them are gone Paige becker's unfortunately out for the year it kills us but I mean, they do have a ton of talent. I'm not saying they don't have a ton of talent, but this is a very new look for this team. I think they're going to struggle early on. I do too. And I think, you know, in listening to Gino Ariema this past week up in New York for the Big East Media Days, I thought his comments were very intriguing. And they were basically right along the lines of what you said, Gabe, about them losing four of their five starters from last year. And I know that fifth spot. I mean, AZ Fub missed some games early on, but she really came on strong and to be honest she wasn't 100 percent healthy last year but he did give her her roses for this year mm-hmm. and said that you know he challenged her and said you know we don't have Paige this year we're missing three WNBA players from our starting five from last year and our trip to the final four so you've got to be you and you've also got to be Paige and she said okay and the fact that well first of all I know AZ so I know what she looked like basically when she said that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like no trepidation, no, you know, hesitancy on taking on that challenge. She knows what it is that's in front of her. She wants that challenge and she has thrived. And Gina Arama said that she has looked fantastic and said that she is a hundred percent healthy right now, which she wasn't, like I said, um, last season. And the fact that she wasn't a hundred percent and had the freshman year that she had. Okay. Uh, you know, I think she did great, but the fact uh, yeah. that he is praising her, I think, says a lot right now. Oh, yeah. No, I think is going to be great. And they do charm, and they, they have a really talented team. Yeah. Um, I'm just not – look, it's hard to be in the top six. These are really, really good teams. As we as we just mentioned, like, these are the normal suspects. All these teams have some experience near the top. I mean, Notre Dame probably has the least experience yes. in this top ten. Uh, and, and it's really, really solid top 10. So, 
Right. I, I just I'm I'm a little concerned about uh, UConn and, and their non-conference schedule because obviously they always play a tough non-conference schedule. They do. I'll get them ready for the end of the year. We'll see where they're at at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere else that you want to to talk about? I mean, I see Indiana's eleven, Virginia Tech's thirteen, mm-hmm. number fifteen, Oklahoma team. We're going to talk about on this podcast number eighteen, Baylor. Right. Right. Um, any any really interesting teams down there? Uh, I mean, I, I think when I know we're talking uh, Pac-12, Big 12 today, but right. but with that, I mean, in in the Pac-12, I believe there were three teams in the top 25 in the preseason poll, and for the mm-hmm. Big 12, there were four teams yes. in the top 25. So, um, you know, when you're looking conference wide, I'm thinking uh, the Big 10 has six teams in the top 25 preseason. Um, and I know we're talking about other conferences this time, but I just think that that's pretty amazing. I know that Michigan got in there at number 25 to make it six teams from the Big Ten, and that's that's just amazing. But I just think that just speaks to the parity of women's basketball right now. Oh, yeah. And I don't care. If people say stuff all the time that are, are not educated about what they're talking about when they're talking about the parity or lack thereof. Um, but I just think when you have all of these teams who are thriving – and battling it out, the non-conference portion of the season is going to be what it is. But when you get to conference play and each of these respective conferences, you better be ready to buckle in and go. Like You better be able to play on a consistent basis with efficiency and fierceness. And when you have six teams in the top 25, you don't get any nights off. Like, what? You've got to go out there and, and battle it out every night. So... I just wanted to put that out there with, with the Big Ten having six teams in. Um, I just think that was pretty impressive to see that. Yeah. Now, also, to be fair, though, the, the Big Ten has more teams, right? There's more. There's there's uh, Splitting hairs, Gabe. <laughs> uh, well, to, to our first point, let's get let's get into it. Well, first off, let's say hi, Dano. Hey, Dano. Dano says Thursday happy hour with our favorite people. Where's Dano. T-shirt, Dano? Dano. We, we haven't. No, we have not. That's on me. That's on me. Dano, oh. we'll, we'll talk. Um yeah, I have your I have the C four for Ashley. So if you want to take a picture of this, send it off. I still need I still need my I still need my endorsement deal. Uh, I need my NIL. I need my NIL. Someone get me my NIL, please. I'm, I'm in there. I'm <laughs> there. Dave, so yes. Uh, so actually, let's get into it though. We were talking about how many teams are in these conferences. Well, we'll start with the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve has ten teams in it. Yeah. Not twelve. Uh, and uh, they're gonna have both less and more. Uh, depending on what happens yeah. and when, uh, yeah. because so Texas and Oklahoma obviously are leaving to the SEC at at some unknown time, perhaps at the latest uh, 2025, I think. I think it's a, that's like the cutoff date, yeah. um, but it could be before that. So we don't know about that. Uh, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston are all coming into the conference next year. So that when Texas and Oklahoma leave, we will, in fact, have 12 teams in the Big 12. We'll be back. Once we get, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't, well, and it's great, you know, obviously they couldn't change their name to the Big 10 because there's already a Big 10. But the Big 10 has like 16 teams in it, right? Am I wrong about that? I don't know how many teams are in the Big 10. 14. 14? Yeah. Okay, so that's like the ACC in the, all right. And then now, no, now they'll have 16 because we'll talk about what, the other Big Ten stuff. Yeah. Momentarily, we get to a conference that has 12 teams in it. To one that has 10 teams in it. Uh, let's talk about 
the Big 12. As you mentioned, four teams in the top 25, number three, Texas, number eight, Iowa State, number 15, Oklahoma, number 18, Baylor. Now, Iowa State's picked to win the conference, and Ashley Jones is the preseason player of the year. They are ranked lower than Texas. And I think one of the crazy things here, and I'm probably going to talk about this again, Baylor has owned this conference for my entire lifetime. (laughs) And almost almost Christie's. (laughs) I I don't know. I I understand why they're 18th. I just am a little worried that that's going to look really dumb by the end of the year. I think so. I mean, when you look at last year, I mean, first year head coach, and when you have – uh, you know, new players to work with, new philosophies, new things to to get um, going, I guess, if you want to say it that way. They started the season 0-2 last year and mm-hmm. ended up winning the regular season. So I think what you're saying is correct, but I just don't know if they're going to have that same slow start. I, and I know, I think they're ranked a little low um, this season as mm-hmm. well, preseason. But at the same time, they did lose a lot as well. I mean, they lost some WNBA players from the Indiana people, yeah. right? So they lost some uh, some really... Toughies. In, uh, <laughs> they did. That's funny. That's funny how you said that. They lost players to the Indiana Fever, not to the WNBA, just to the Fever, because they but they did. That's exactly who they lost their players to. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. But that, they missed a lot, though. I mean, when you, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're looking at who they will not have, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you're doing preseason prognosticating, you are thinking of of that fact, right? And we were talking about the moves and the changes and the faces in different places and all of that. But it's also who graduated, who went to the league, who, you know, who, who's coming back. Um, and what does that core look like? So I just think when you, um, when you have um, coach Colin there going into her second year, I think she has some continuity going into her second season, but I also think, you know, maybe they got off to that slow start because they were trying to get to know each other. Right. Right. The players were trying to get to know her philosophy, but she was also trying to infiltrate um, her expectations. And that takes time. And I think when they were out of the gate and lost those two games early, I think that was, you know, everyone was like, oh, my goodness. Like, is this a lot for her? Is this team going to be able to to recalibrate themselves? And yes, they did. And, And ended up winning the regular season title in the conference. So you have that level of confidence from last year doing what you did. And yes, you're missing some pieces, but you also know what it takes. And I think yeah. uh, with the Baylor team, they have great fan support down there. And Nikki Collin is, is a fantastic coach, coached in the WNBA for years as well. And she just loves the game. I mean, I just love talking to her because her basketball acumen just comes oozing through. Yeah. And I just always seem to be taking notes down about some kind of strategy or, or some kind of uh, philosophy that she learned along the way. And it's just, I mean, you're always learning, right? But just to learn from someone like her in a conversation is is really good. It's really big. And I think um, the Baylor players will be better for it, having her on the sideline once again this season. Yeah, and then you mentioned they lost WNBA talent, which yeah. they, did. they did. But they gained, they gained some WNBA-level talent. Asia Blackwell coming over from Missouri. She might be a first-round pick. Dreyuna Edwards uh, coming over from Kentucky. Sharpshooter. And Gianna... Van Geitenbeek, I've been practicing that last name, coming over from Stanford, a former five-star recruit, junior, so she has she has some time to grow. So they added talent. Uh, Jaden Owens, their guards are pretty good. Jaden Owens played well last year. Sarah Andrews played decently well. They they really got going towards the end of the year. Yeah. I, I 
they have some freshmen. Uh, Caitlin Bickle's still there. So it is, like like you're saying, they have a lot of experience. It's just different. So maybe maybe it kind of does look like they like it did last year. And maybe that's where that experience comes in is, okay, hey, we may, we may drop some games, but right. we can pick it back up and win this conference. So I just think that that – that was that was eye popping. That Baylor yeah. was eighth. I think they were picked fifth in the conference. Let me let me have that up. Actually, I have it somewhere. Uh, no, no, I don't. I didn't write it down. Um, oh, wait, yeah, I did. Yeah, they were picked fourth. I didn't. Oh, okay, good. They were picked fourth in the conference behind Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma. Oh wow. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What do you uh, think about that? What do you think about that? I I mean I I love I like Oklahoma. Uh, okay. I like. I believe in Texas. I think Texas is very good. I think Iowa State has some question marks, but they're ultimately very good. I understand. I've just seen, I've seen Baylor win this conference again the vast majority of my lifetime. Um, so it's it's tough to really say. Hey, if if it works out right, Baylor. If it works out for Baylor, they're going to win this conference. Okay. I think. I, I think that's fair. If every if everything they're envisioning comes to pass with Asia Blackwell being a first round pick, Edwards, you know, being that sharpshooter. Van Geitenbeek coming up and really playing a big role. Um, and let me know if I'm saying that wrong, please. No, I'm sorry. that's right. No, I just had to repeat it so I can get it in my vernacular. But, the, but, you know, if those three come in and, and really add to what they already have and those guards grow a little bit more and everyone understands, they, I, I think they just have a chance. They're not my pick. They're not my pick. But I think I hear you. They're, they're underrated, certainly. Okay. I think we can agree on that, right? They're a little underrated. We can agree on that for sure. Yeah. And I think that might that might you guys might play that back early in the season, but late in the season we're gonna come back and uh, and say yeah. and say that uh, we're right. All right. All right. Do you want to move on to our first topic, a player to watch? Oh sure, sure. Do you, um, I have I have three. You have three. Okay, I was gonna say how many are we you, looking? I have my my list of things here, but you you pick pick one and then we'll see where we're at. No, you go, you go. I you okay. know, I have to I have to get my thoughts organized. Go go go. All right, so I think the player to watch, and, the, and she's on the thumbnail of this video, is Rory Hartman. I, she's an electric basketball player. Um, you know, jitterbug on both ends, can get to the rim at will. She's so perfect for that Vic Schaefer dribble-drive offense. Um, she is also a defensive stopper, which is a little crazy to stay. I don't know if she's a def- Her defense is good, uh, and it's crazy because she is very small. Um, which it, it doesn't really come together. Five six, she's already a, a very tenacious defender uh, in passing lanes, getting deflections. Really great player on both ends, and she plays with that tenacity that I think of when I think of a Vic Schaefer team. Right. Um, so to me, she's the player to watch. I think she is the player that's going to end up winning the Player of the Year in this conference because I think we'll get to where I think Texas is going to be in this conference in a little later. But I think she's the one that has she has the name quality already, and she's waiting to take that leap. And I think if those other players, if Ashley Jones, maybe some of the other players in front of her, don't have an even better season than they had last year, then I think Harmon may get those votes. I hear you. I'm looking at the preseason All-Big 12 team, and it's it's hard to decipher because there are about 15 kids on there. (laughs) And you're asking me for three, and you know that's the bane of my existence. Because you can have – it's a cornucopia of all the different types of players and what they can do well and – it's hard for me to decipher that because it, it's it's what you like, right? So I can't believe there's 15 players on the all team. Okay, like we need to have a first and second and third team. Okay, you know what I'm saying? All right, that's that's the I mean. It's 12 of them. Wait, there's 12 of them. One, two, three. 
11. So, that's even, that's kind of crazy. Why is there 11? 11. There's 15 kids on the basketball team. I that's what I'm saying. Whatever. If you're asking me to whittle it down <laughs> three, Gabe, and it's like making my vein pop out. Okay. I, I'll, I, you know who I want to hear about? Um, Ashley Jones. What okay, do you think first, of Ashley Jones? I think that she will be a great player on the next level. I think that, mm -hmm. oh, you had a face when I said that. You had a face. <laughs> I have a little bit of a face. I, I think Ashley, it, it's hard to, I mean, Ashley is a really good shooter. Um, she's a great on-ball, off-ball player. She's a great basketball player. She just knows how to play a game. Um, I think she works really hard. Uh, um, I just, I, I wonder how much of what she does at Iowa State is translatable because most, I mean, she's dribbling a lot. She's dribbling a lot when they need it. Okay. Um, and I think what, it, it, it's just at times I, I found her offense to be a little non-WNBA-ish. Um, how so? How so? I'm gonna pull it out. Of you. Well, she she just she just dribbles a lot. There's times there's times in the tournament where I think it was against it was uh, who they struggle with in the first round. I want to say it was UTSA. That's mm -hmm. uh they they struggle with UTSA, okay. and she just kind of they kind of just like went to her to attack mismatches, and she couldn't really attack the mismatch that well, and it took her a while to set establish post position to get to the basket to explode off her player. And that just was like, well, okay, that's one of the things I want you to do. I don't, you, you as a spot up shooter is great. Her defense is okay, I think. I don't think she's going to be like a, a huge negative or positive on that end. Okay. Um, so it's just like, you know, where, how, how much of this is translatable? I think she, I think she'll be a good player. I just, I'm not as high as perhaps other people are on her draft prospects. Um, and I, you know, and sometimes when you look at statistics, you're looking at the volume. And the Cal Calvin points out as UTA, sorry, not yeah, UTSA. Almost. almost. Well, we should know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not true. Um, but I think it's sometimes when you're when you're looking at someone who scores the ball the way that she does, mm -hmm. and she can shoot that thing. I mean, she shoots the leather off the ball. We understand that. But you know, the way in which she gets it, I understand what you're saying. So. This year, if you see that from her, her ability to read pick and rolls and cross matches and her ability to attack those, if, the, if that's better this year, would that change your mind of course. about yeah. what she could offer it to the WNBA? Absolutely, of course. Anyone can change my mind about anything at any point. I am I am a lawyer. Even me? Of course. I'm a lawyer. I, and truth is relative. Oh, I will... <laughs> Uh, truth is relative. So, if you want to convince me of something, feel free. No, I think I think she can totally grow into a very, very. I think she can grow into maybe the second best player in this draft. Who knows? I don't think I don't think she is right now. Um, I don't think she's in the top five of this draft actually. Um, which might be a little low for people. Which might be a little low for people. That's why I'd, I'd say I'm a little lower. Uh, right. I think she's a wonderful player. Also, she may like. I don't know. There's a small chance. Uh, to, talking to some people at, from the Iowa State media, okay. um, you know, they just think she really loves teaching. And she might just go and do that. I don't know. No, she is a. She gym really rat. loves it. Her whole family is a gym. Oh rat. yeah. She's not gonna. I mean, I you know. I, Teaching's I, I, a noble I, profession. If she wants to do that, that'd be lovely. It is very cool, but when that dog comes barking for her and she wants to play, <laughs> she's gonna have to go play, honey. She's. Can you? She better go play. You know, what I just thought of. Ball till you fall. That's what I'm saying. What what profession could be better for a WNBA player than being a teacher? True. You just have to time it up. You got to make sure you're right though on that. 
Yeah, the time the timing has to because obviously with the prioritization rule, you can't prioritize uh, your <laughs> your teaching schedule. Talk about it. True. I don't know, but you could do that because the, the season's in the summer. So if you could go to some weird school that has a, a particular way, that's neither here nor there. Ashley Jones is probably going to be in WNBA draft. She's probably going to be a very high pick, and and she's going to be. A, I think she's going to be a very good player, and I think she's going to be in the pre, the the mix here. But my problem is, is I don't think Iowa State's going to be quite as good as they were last year. They lost some talent. They did. They did, yeah. but they were super tough last year. I mean, they had that, that big win early on over mm-hmm. Iowa um, when Iowa was in the top 10 uh, in the country, and that moved them up in, into the rankings. And, and this year, again, they're, they're yeah. in the top 25 once again. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just I like players who, who have the responsibility to, to carry your team and not just um, statistically on the offensive end. I mean, you're carrying your team as a leader. Right, mm-hmm. you're carrying your team like as as a non-defensive liability. Okay, like what you said, neither here nor there. Like with her ability to defend, but you're also, you know, you have to bring that level of um, accountability, right, and integrity to what you're doing and how she's presenting her game. So I give her a high level of respect. I mean, she's preseason pick for uh, Player of the Year in the conference. So other people may see those qualities in her as well, and not just her scoring. Oh yeah. Not just her scoring prowess. I think they're, you know, you have to be able to score the ball. Everybody can score the ball. Everybody, you know, you're in college, you've earned a scholarship for a reason. You're a skilled basketball player, just like when you're a pro. You, you have those respectable qualities that earn you the right to be a pro. So uh, you have a big responsibility on that, though, to be consistent. And when you're not consistent, that's when um, you are looked at in a different way, right? You have to be consistent with what you're doing on the court yeah no i think she will be and they're and they're i mean look emily ryan and lexi donarski we haven't mentioned them mm-hmm. two excellent basketball players just two excellent basketball players and they have they, they have some depth in their um they don't have depth that's my problem is really they, they they i'm not sure where their depth comes in and it's a little bit mushy at the moment um but their starting five is good it's just you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot to make it through this season i think the re- I just think Texas got a lot better. Um, I think Oklahoma has a year, and, and I want to talk about Oklahoma in a sec. Has a year has had a year that is really building. Um, but you know, hey, my, Michael says that Iowa State's gonna be better. Uh, they, had, yeah. you know, he mentions those four players with, along with Morgan Kane uh, okay. and and Stephanie Soares. Soares, I don't I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm sorry. Uh, Two time NAI Player of the Year coming in. I don't know how much of an impact she's gonna have, but. That is a very interesting addition to to this team if she can get some minutes. So it, Iowa State, bunch of players to watch there. Um, I'll mention my other two players that I, I want to watch. Okay. Uh, see if we have any thoughts here. Um, I have Taylor Robertson over oh. Oklahoma, uh, best shoot best shooter in the country last year, I believe, if if everything held from when I last looked, um, and uh, you know just awesome player for Oklahoma really set their culture. And then I already mentioned Asia Blackwell just as a player that I'm really looking forward to seeing how, um, you know, she can, she can up her game and get into that first round WNBA draft. Well, I like her a lot. Um, I just think when you, when you have that in front of you, you know, excuse me. Yeah. <coughs> it's all the wrong way. Um, <laughs> went down the wrong, the wrong pipe. I was like, um, but no, with, the WNBA being in front of these college players and like what we were saying about the NIL, um, you know, it's a really interesting and intriguing 
conversation that we can have about that uh, situation because it's brand new with the NIL. And a lot of players are making more money in college than they are, you know, in terms of endorsement wise, when they go you know, to the professional level with their endorsements in the WNBA. Um, not a lot, but there are some. I mean, it's getting to that point yeah. where, sure. you know, the kids who are, you know, tapping into the second year now of the NIL. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting to see uh, that dynamic and the decisions that, that these players are making um, business-wise and branding-wise. But, but I think, you know, with this conference overall, like what you said about Oklahoma, I mean, I know we're going to get into that. Can we go to Oklahoma now? We can go to Oklahoma right now. Okay. Um, Oklahoma. Maddie Williams. I mean, she just great basketball player. She's tough. And I think when you are, and I know it's, it's hard to say when you're building from the inside out, like old school basketball, now it's outside in, right? I mean, the unicorn, everyone's like LeBron said an alien, like, you know, everyone has, um, the five out spread offense motion, you know, pin downs, the pick and rolls and all that stuff. Now, um, it doesn't matter what level of basketball, but that's what we're seeing in terms of how the game is being played. But when you have a player like Maddie Williams, who is just as tough as nails for Oklahoma and a player who they rely heavily upon to do multiple things, a myriad of things um, for the success of their team, I think it's it's fun to watch. But I know with um, how this conference season is going to unfurl, it's going to be really interesting to see where Oklahoma ends up. And I know... Um, I know it'll be a, a challenge for them, but I, I'd like to see what Maddie Williams is going to look like as the season goes along. Well, and that's another player that could that could really make waves into the WNBA. I mean, she's what I'm she's a she's the kind of player mm-hmm. um, that typically does not work out, but when they do work out, they're really good. Benashalini is this type of player. Um, Nia Coffey, you have Alicia uh, Alicia Clark, obviously is probably the best example of that type of players making the you know she's kind of more of a four. She just needs to make that jump to a three. It's difficult, but it's not impossible, and she may be able to do that this year. And, and you know, I think she's going to have a lot of chances at Oklahoma to shoot threes and to look like the type of player that um, that anyone want in the in the WNBA because that's the type of they they get up and down, they shoot a ton of threes. This Oklahoma team does, and that's why uh, I was sorry, I was looking up because I did want to make sure of this before I said it. That's why Taylor Robertson last year eight point two three point attempts per game. Wow, which is insane. That's- a ton that usually teams take that many you know sometimes well and a half yeah (laughs) come on yeah when christy played eight three-pointers would get you pulled and if you took eight (laughs) three-pointers you're getting pulled no matter what yeah um for one play wow but she's the only player uh since let me make sure um since 2009 2010 to shoot that volume and hit 44 percent of them wild and the actually there's a couple more there's two more but for our purposes it's fine hey, listen that's crazy because it, when you have that marker right if i'm if i'm coaching against the player shooting 44 percent on eight threes attempted per game mm-hmm. and you're still shooting that efficiently man, hey we gotta put more pressure on the ball that's going her way like she can't catch that like i how is she getting that many shots attempted from three? And not just that, she's knocking them in. That's no, it's four percent clip. Come on, that's crazy. No, it's wild. I, I'm trying to see how many how many threes they actually took. 
Um, as a team. 30, over a third of their points came from three. Um, I'm trying, yeah, I think they led the nation. They were seventh in the nation in three-pointers attempted, six in makes. Okay. Um, first in free throws made as well. That's what that's what we call a good offense, folks. That's... If you're first in, first in free throws and uh, seventh in three-point attempts, you're doing something right. True. Uh, 22nd offense, uh, offensive. Wow. 27, 22nd best HHS offensive rating. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's what this team's going to hang their hat on. They do need to get their defense better last year. Uh, their defense was the third worst in the conference. Oh, wow. Uh, second worst in the conference. Um, so they need to get that better. But I, I think Oklahoma is my sleeper team in the Big 12. I like that. That's I what like I want. Uh, I, so I we have another one as well because I had two here just in case we got into the Oklahoma talk. Uh, I did, But like I said, you can score the ball. You got a chance, right? True. And Has that changed for you? Actually, I do want to have a general discussion. Because uh, I, f- I feel like most of the time when we talk about basketball, yeah. We talk about any sport, every team, right? Every every single team in the in the world for anything. What do they hang their hat on? Defense. Their defense. And it's always that phrase. It's always the phrase. We hang our hat on our defense. Dang it. We 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 uh what uh we we make our whatever. Whatever the phrase it's usually we hang our hat on our defense. We hang our hat. It's very Everyone funny. says it. Everybody says it. The Washington Wizards say it. And let me tell you I'm, I'm, I, I really like the Wizards. I don't think they're going to hang their hat on their defense this year, just based on the talent they have. Yes, they are because. Okay, rebounds... we can have that discussion on different podcasts. We can. Rebounds count. So. However. I digress. However. However. Do you think it's a little different now? Because I feel like you kind of have to have, uh, you have to have a high score, not high scoring, but you have to have an, an efficient offense, right? So that you can play at the at different paces because you're going to see different paces if you want to go far in the tournament or even far in your conference. True. So I feel like now you kind of got to hang your hat on your offense, which is the truth for pretty much every basketball team in the world because there's a lot more offensive drills than there are defensive drills. So everyone's hanging their hat on offense. But can we finally say that now is the now teams can hang their hat on their offensive win? Yes. Okay. Did I say that? Anyway, um, I mean, when I was coaching, <laughs> when I was coaching, I was very offensive minded, and I will say that. However, I and when you were and when you were playing, and <laughs> thank you, Gabe, for that. Of course, and very true. Um, however, uh, we had, and I know, like for for football, right? There's a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and we had a fantastic defensive minded coach on our staff, Jerry sure. Wisdom. Amazing, right? tough and military guy, you know, um, but was very tough and stringent on the defensive end. And for whatever offensive things I would, I would try to run and practice, um, he would sit somebody and mess it all up just to challenge me as a coach, which I also appreciated the mental gymnastics of having to figure out the counter to the counter to the counter, mm-hmm. right? Um, if this team does this, if they trap it, if they do this or whatever, we have to be able to make adjustments and make moves, right? So it was actually awesome. So I will miss coaching. I will say that. So I digress once again. What? <laughs> However. We, we could have never guessed. Moving on to it. No. But um, but I just think it's it's really um, important to have uh, a good balance of both. But I'd love to score the ball, honey. I, you know, it's just there's just something intimidating about being consistently efficient and knocking shots in your face. And, and that's just, I mean, a mentality that I had as a player. 
and I wasn't as as gregarious or, or talkative or or I don't know passionate on the outside, right? As I am now because I'm not playing anymore, so it's it's all coming out. But as a player, I mean, that was that was my motor, right? I wanted to put the shot in your face mm-hmm. every time down. Like, give it to me again. I'm gonna do it again. Give it to me again. I'm gonna do it again. And then defensively. I also had kind of that same mentality as a player, like I'm blocking the shot and it didn't work so well my freshman year. <laughs> I, I fouled out in like seven minutes at Georgia Tech, but again, I digress <laughs> um, because I tried to block everything. And then I had to learn how to play defense. I had to learn how to get around and stay loose on the post. And then I had seven steals in a game, seven from a post position. Right. Because I'm like, okay, that can count mentally as a block because you're not going to shoot. So I just took ownership that way. But I think there's just something, yes, about blocking the shot. But I think there's also something that is intimidating when you're doing your best. Like what we were just talking about. The kid's shooting 44% from three with eight attempts a game. Like there's just something mentally powerful for her to know you're giving me your best shot and I'm still blowing that up. I'm still in your face with this bucket. Um, again and again and again. So I think there's there's something to be said for the back-breaking, bone-crushing, um, confidence-breaking moves when you get a shot put in your eye when you know that that defense is giving you the best. I, I agree. And now I'm looking at it, though. I want to check myself. You're uh-huh. right. You need both. So all four Final Four teams last year were in the top 12 of both. Uh, oh, wait. No, wait. Uh, they were all in the top five. They were in the top six for defensive rating. Okay. Come on. Give me the offensive rating, guys. There we go. Give it to all me. right. So I got one, two, three, four. Yeah. All, all four of them were in the top 12. So you got to be, I guess we're making that delineation. You got to be top 12 in both. Uh, that being said, I don't think Oklahoma can get to top 12 in defense if I had to guess. Um, might be tough. Might, it, may, it may be tough, but it's certainly um, they, they have a shot to be good. And I think that's that's the point. Do you have do you have a sleeper team in this conference? Oh man, I mean, I know you already said Oklahoma. Um, Is Baylor a sleeper team? I think Baylor Baylor has to be a sleeper team, right? I but not for me. I mean, is it from are you saying from my perspective or what fans may think? I mean, I think that I think the sleeper team perspective has to be from the fans' perspective. I mean, obviously, we're not sleeping on them if we're picking them. No, I'm not. I'm not sleeping on. I, I think maybe a fan's perspective, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, well, they, they lost a couple of WNBAers. Uh, you know, can they get off to a better start this season? And maybe there are a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. And maybe that could be kind of a sneaky team, you know? I don't know how Baylor could sneak up on someone. The sneaky sleeper team. Yeah, I didn't come out. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Uh... I don't know who I, I don't know uh, how Baylor could be a sleeper team. Um, I, I just I, don't get it. Personally, I don't. But I mean, there's all there's all the teams. I mean, Kansas is a good team, as Michael uh, Michael mentioned in the comments. Um, they're they're a good they're a good team last year. They're picked fourth or fifth this season. Um, okay. They're talented. Uh, I don't see. It's tough to see. You know. It, the thing with Kansas and Oklahoma is you don't have those top tier athletes that you're going to have at Baylor and Texas and right now at Iowa State. Like th- those are top tier, really top tier players. Um, so it's going to be tough to compete with them. And Kansas State lo- losing Aoka Lee 
it kind of takes them off the table because they you need I think you need an elite athlete. We'll see maybe Kansas has developed that and we'll, we will find that out. All right, let's let's move on. We actually talked about the Big Twelve for a very long time. Oh, um, we did. Wow. Crazy. Let's uh who oh shoot that's the wrong banner. We'll get to that in a second. Who wins the Big Twelve? The team with te- the conference with ten teams in it. Which of these ten teams will win it? The Big Twelve. I'm looking. You know what? I, I know um, we were talking Baylor mm-hmm. as being a sleeper, or you know, fans may see and they have a lot of questions to answer. Blah blah. Sure. Blah. I think they're going to come out of nowhere and and I, take, I believe it and, and repeat as a regular season champ, and we'll see in the tournament. But yeah. I think they have a great chance to run their own race, keep the blinders on get to work, get the job done and, and do it again. I so. feel I, for Baylor, I'm thinking more of like a really good conference tournament run, maybe winning the conference tournament. That's what I see. I, I'm not sure they're quite going to have it together. Yeah. Then they may, they may not have it quite together in the regular season. They may lose a, a couple early ones. Um, but I'm picking my champ. And I, I think it was pretty clear from what we were saying when we were talking about the AP top 25, hook them, Texas. <laughs> oh, snap. Hey man, I, I'm not, I'm not, no shade or anything like that. But I mean, we played down there. I told you. Yeah. For the yeah to go to the final four. <laughs> so I mean, you did that hook them. You know, we won. All the fans stayed in there, and it was quiet. They were all going at it. So we were like, we gotta get out. <laughs> this is crazy. We gotta go. We were like. <laughs> well, and you and you know this isn't a favoritism pick because I am not. I do not like Texas. Um, my one of my best friends is an Oklahoma fan, oh. and it's just fun to hate Texas. Like doing horns down is the funnest oh. thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you actually could get penalized in football games, um, for doing this that, yeah. And then Texas, I'm, that's what I thought. This is exact. Christy, I had this. Yeah. Horns down. Everyone calls this. We had a play call horns down, double away and pick and roll. There were, there was, you can't, you couldn't do it in a taunting capacity or something. Regardless. I just think this, I think this team is so good. This Texas team. I mean, I already said, I already talked about Roy Harmon. Um, Shaylee Gonzalez coming over from BYU, an excellent basketball player. I think she's going to transition to the Big 12 very easily. Obviously, BYU will be also come, BYU will be following her into the Big 12 right. uh, momentarily. Aaliyah Moore, all Big 12 team. Uh, Deanna Gadsden, really good player um, from last year's squad. So they have a lot of familiarity. They, have, they just have a lot of talent on this team. Sonia Morris also coming in at the guard position, going to give them a lot of help. Uh, as Dano said, hook them. I'm in on Texas. Let's 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 roll with the Longhorns this year, uh, and Vic. You know, I, I think Vic Schaefer is going to have these have these have these players ready. Uh, as Tiger mentioned, I wouldn't bet against Vic. I wouldn't bet against Vic. So, uh, I'm going with Texas. Hook 'em horns. I think Oklahoma is going to be good. Ready, I'm ready for the Red River shootouts this year. Um, I think I I was going Iowa State's going to be really good. Um, so it's gonna. That's we have a great conference here. And then we'll see about these teams at the you know around. I mean, there's rebuilding projects going around the conference, and we'll see how much better they can get. Um, yeah. You know, Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, Texas Tech, uh, and then we'll see what Kansas State is. They were really good last year. Um, just it, it's tough without Aokuli. So I know, right? I'm I'm excited because I'm very 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 excited about Texas. Honestly, I'm just I'm really really pumped about it. Anything else in the Big Twelve? No, I mean, coaching change there at uh, West Virginia, yeah. right, with um, South Dakota State coach. Right. Or South Dakota. I forgot who moved over there, I'm going to oh, be honest. No, I had them in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Sorry, I covered them in the anyway. But, um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm always interested to see how, how things change. 
yeah with with pretty much the same personnel but with different coaches at the helm and and what the philosophy looks like yeah we have i mean i think it's just it's interesting how it's how we're gonna see these uh man i just saw texas a&m on the coaching change list i was about to talk about i was about to say well we didn't mention texas a&m they're not in this conference anymore right it's going to be real weird when Texas and Oklahoma are not in this conference anymore. But we had coaching changes at Oklahoma State uh, and West Virginia. So it's going to be gonna be rebuilding projects there. Um, and, you know, hey, maybe some people surprised in their first year. You never know. Uh, all right, let's yeah. let's 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 move on. Uh, conference that has 12 teams in it. The Pac-12. Pac-12. The, Pac- the Pac-12 uh, has 12 teams in it. And uh, there's one of them that is real good. Number two, Stanford, uh, comes in as a top dog in this conference. They've won the last two years. I looked this up just for, you know, interest. Yeah. From 1989 to 2014. Wow. That's a long time. Stanford failed to win the conference regular season crown twice. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That is phenomenal. But, I mean... Tara Vanderveer. I mean, let's just talk about her. Let's give her her roses. We always no. do anyway, but we just have to because when they when they spoke about how when she won the title two seasons ago, and they were like, "Well, the last one was '92." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. I'm like, what in the wow? But when you know when you coach for that long, and you still want to get back to the pinnacle, yeah, but you have to respect that. That's a huge gap, and that's probably a record, right? From uh, one would have to think. I have, I'm not a ESPN stats and info, but that has to be a record. It just feels like that would be. But when you think about that, it's like, oh, how many titles have you won? I mean, some people have won none, okay? Mm. But the fact that you win and, and you continue to win, and then there's a gap, which you, but you're in the final four yeah. several times, right? But you just didn't get over the top. But you've had a very obviously successful program and a successful tenure and a run. But to have that big gap in between, I mean, I have to give, just give a ton of respect to Tara Vanderveer and her staff just to be able yeah. to to sustain and maintain and, you know, to be knocked down but not knocked out, right? right. We're going to come back the next year. We got to the Final Four. We're going to come back and do it again. We're going to come back and do it again. And then they did that for years and then got it again with that huge gap. Come on. And people who've never won anything are the ones saying, well, they didn't win it 40 times in a row. Who has ever won it 40 times in a row? Like, listen to what you're saying. Like, give respect where respect is due and look at the excellence along the way. And in the late, great words of of Kobe Bryant, the journey is the dream. It's the journey of all that. And then to not only win it years ago and then do it again, but now you're enticed to get another one. So it's just like that cyclical mentality of, of just wanting to be a champion. And so... You, you can't understate that. You can't undersell that. And for the people who, you know, expect somebody to win every single year, show me what you've won. Like you haven't won anything because you don't know how difficult that is. So just give respect where respect is due for Tara Vanderbilt. And that's my rant. And I'm being quiet now about it. But I just, I, I just get. In, ba- in fairness, though. I don't like that. Uh, Tara did win something pretty much every year. From three years before I was born until I was 20. Okay. I mean, can we talk about that? I mean, let's talk about that then because it's like. She's she's incredible. I hate when people say or hate when people expect that you're going to win it all the time. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what your hope is. I'm not saying you're going like, well, we'll just do the best we can. Everybody, let's just go out and compete. No, you, everybody that's tying up their shoelaces right now is saying we want to win a title. Every single 300 some teams, none of like only one is going to get it. Yeah. Are we clear on that? People who have never won, are we clear on that? Like it's one team that's going to come out on top. Uh, 300 plus teams are going to be yeah. trying to get it. Okay. So trust and believe. Let's just put it into perspective so, and understand what it takes to win. And well, turn what it takes. Clearly. And, and that's why they are one of a handful of teams that could be in the championship conversation. Some yeah. other teams in the, in, in the Pac-12 that are really, really solid. Arizona, obviously. We talk, we talk about them every year. Coach Barnes has it rolling now. Uh, we'll see how much better they can be. Obviously, you know, they've still they've lost some talent in the last couple of years. They've gained some talent. Um, do you want to talk about one of the recruits? And then we have Oregon at 20, right. and that's that's it for the Pac-12. That's As you mentioned, there's only three teams there. Yeah. There's some really good teams in this conference still, though. I think down ballot, there's some really talented teams. Agreed. That being said, two of those teams, uh, USC and UCLA, are leaving this conference in 2024 to go uh, to the Big Ten, yeah. which uh, uh, makes sense, I guess, in some m- money. Money makes sense, probably. I don't know. Uh, Look but... at the time. Golly, man. Gotta... <laughs> From sea to shining sea, the Big Ten. We're going uh, the manifest destiny of, of the Big Ten. Good for them. Um, but yeah, I guess USC and UCLA are not going to be in this conference anymore. And right. that's, I think that's after next year. So yeah. if they, if they want to win this conference, they have to get a move on. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> going to be tough this year with Stanford. Actually, do we, do we want to just start there? Just let's start at the bottom. Who wins the PAC 12? Cause I feel like it's, there's only one answer. I think. I know. I, I mean, I I already went on my rant about Stanford and I don't think I can acquiesce my way out of saying anyone other than Stanford to that. Well, you look at the talent too, you know, you could take the name off the front of the Jersey and the name on the, the names on the back of the Jersey are going to get me there too. Haley Jones, Cameron Brink, Hannah Jump, just a ton of Ashton Practal, um, ton of experience on this team, Fran Believe. Like they've all been there. They've all won. Now, one thing they struggled with last year was point guard play. Uh, Anna Wilson graduated, and they didn't really fill that point guard position throughout the year. That's what kind of, in my opinion, you know, got them in the Final Four. They still got to the Final Four, so the point guard problems weren't that big. But they struggled. They definitely struggled. Um, they lose Lexi Hall, uh, and, and so they're they're a little. Some things are new, um, but. I just I expect this team to be right there. They have Haley Jones and Cameron Brink. That's two of the best players in the country. They may be two All Americans right there. Right there, um, Haley Jones and I have the same birthday, so clearly. Oh really? Yeah, May twenty third. Oh. Um, but I I did a conversation with her. But I think um, with with all of the that experience coming back, and again, you know, Tara Vanderveer being Tara Vanderveer, I think that's going to be uh, the challenge for them is going to be can you stay up at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Can you make sure that you sustain it? Just like I was saying, can you be consistent every single night? And that's what Tara Vanderveer expects. I mean, did you see the documentary on the, the USA team? I, I did indeed. And I, I loved it. I loved it because, I mean, we knew about the team. Obviously, we knew that they won it um, in 96. Uh, but at the same time, you saw the drive that she has and the passion that she has mm-hmm. for the team. And, you know, she was a, a pianist. 
right? So, I mean, you have to be very precise and direct and have your timing perfectly set up uh, to be strong fingers too and strong fingers but strong mind man like can we talk about how you've got to be tough-minded to to compete and win like anyone can play the game like yeah what time we play at three o'clock okay go show up at the game everybody can play pick up or whatever just go Mm -hmm. play who wants to play to win like there's a difference and there's a different drive that that she has uh, that that goes into her players you know, from years past to today. And, you know, whether it's Olympic team or it's there, like she, she has a way to, to mold and to teach and to expect excellence. And I just, I just don't see um, another team right now no. giving them, giving them the blues in conference play and taking that from them. I just don't think so. They just have the experience level too. I mean, if they were a younger team, I'd be like, well, they're young. Yeah. They're not, they're not young. <laughs> They're experienced and well seasoned, and there's well, a lot to say for veteran mentality. I think they uh, we gotta get a check in next year. Maybe next year we'll pick against Stanford, but they'll still have Cameron Brink, so probably not. Uh, pro- probably not picking against Stanford. I mean, there's again, like you mentioned, there's some good teams, and we'll talk. We'll talk about sleeper teams, but I think every my definition of a sleeper in this conference mm-hmm. is frankly anyone that's not Stanford. Hey, who else has a chance? Because I don't. Like that. I don't see a team beating stanford this year yeah. uh someone someone earlier said uh yeah it was michael said stanford possibly undefeated in the pac-12 wow tend to agree tend to agree i, I think i don't know if unde- look at undefeated us today. look at us agreeing today like, i know uh well this one's easy <laughs> this, this is the conference that's easy but i have to talk about it when it happens because it's very rare so go ahead <laughs> this this conference is easy um and I think Stanford's going to win it. And my players to watch here, I mean, you know, I again, I have three. Uh, if you have if you have one, we can go. But I, it, I have Cameron Brink at the top. I think Cameron Brink's uh, incredible. Um, she's gonna, I think she's probably a future number one pick or close to it. Um, I think her talent is is unbelievable. I think she's still raw. Um, you know, and something we we hear a lot with Shakira Austin too. And I think those two kind of they're they're a little similar in the way they play. Very much so. Right. Um, but you hear you hear all the time for the Mystics players like Shakira's not good yet. And I think the same kind of applies to Cameron Brink. Like Cameron Brink's not good for her yet. For where she's gonna be, she's, she, I, she's yeah. got she's got a lot more runway to go. Yeah. Um I think this year the thing that I really want to see from her is just slowing down the fouling. Uh, I, I make fun of her all the time for this. Uh, she loves to foul. She had one of the highest foul rates in the country last year. She's going to have to get that under control. Yeah. Obviously, she totally can. I, I, again, all the talent in the world. I don't. I, I think she's going to be an excellent basketball player this year. And we'll see because I have her ahead of Haley Jones. Um, and, and it's just because we've seen Haley so much that I know what to expect from Haley. I, I've seen it. Um, I, I think Brink is the player who could really take this over the top and then maybe change that national discussion that we're going to have with South Carolina soon. True. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I do like Haley Jones, though, because if she's <laughs> off the floor, I mean, that team is totally different. I mean, yeah. to be honest, um, and not just because we share a birthday. Hey, Haley. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she just does so much for that team. And you talk about pace of play being offensive all the time, but her defense at the top of their defense mm-hmm. um, is the head of the snake and what they want to do and, and how they want to play on that side and her um, communication skills as a leader as well. I mean, she just, she is just that important for them that 
you know, they just have to stay healthy. I mean, we were talking yep. about all this experience with yep. Brady and Jones and all them. They have to stay healthy, and um, I think they're going to make a deep, deep run in the NCAA tournament. But I mean, I'm not mad at them, you know, possibly going undefeated in conference play just because of that experience level and Haley Jones leading the way. I like Cameron Brink, um, but she does have to stay yeah. on the floor to to get better um, at her discipline in that way and to prove that she can do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. that's her challenge for this season is to be able to stay on the floor so that you can show yourself and you can gain that invaluable uh, game experience, in-game experience. So, you know, she just has to be disciplined in that way. And I know she gets she gets dialed up, man, and I love it. She's passionate. She plays with some fire in her belly. And, uh, you know, you love to see players play with that that level of love and passion. But at the same time, you have to, you know, make sure you're making proper decisions Bringing uh, it with, in with that passion and fire and uh, your team needs you to be on the floor. So you got to stay on the floor. Think about it before you do it. No, she needs to, they, they always just calm down, just calm down a little bit, but she did last year. She did. I, I gotta give her credit. The, the person, the, the foul rate went down. She was in the fourth percentile her freshman year, uh, moved up to the 10th percentile. That's not good, but getting better, getting better. I think she'll be fine. And you know, I think another thing that's just like, she she goes for a ton of blocks and and in not undisciplined just uh, the law hyper aggression um, and also because she just doesn't have all the techniques that she needs yet I think she's gonna have better footwork as she goes forward so I I agree with you uh, I actually think you know Haley Jones is the leader of this team I think she's the best player in this team to be clear right now Haley Jones is the best player on this team um, but I think Cameron Brink is the player that you know changes a lot more if we see some more from her this year. I got a couple freshmen, unless you want to, unless you have someone you want to talk about. No, um, I know who you're going with, so I'm excited. Okay. You sh- He's a DMV here, so go ahead. I know you're going to say it. Well, I have, so I have two. I have two. Uh, but first one, first one's Kiki Rice at UCLA. Second one's Maya Naji at Arizona. Uh, she's not from the DMV. She's from Hopkins High School in Minnesota. But we could talk Kiki Rice first because she is from the DMV, and we got a first, you know, we, we got an up-close view of her. Um, great. Looks like she's going to be a great point guard. How ready do you think she's going to be uh, in the Pac-12? I think Corey Close is going to get her there. Um, number one, um, she's a workhorse, man. She's always been like that. Uh, my daughter, Bree, played with her. Mm-hmm. They were in sixth grade. And uh, I just think that she's always had that that killer about her. She's always mm-hmm. had that, that fire in her. Um, she wanted to be great. She was uh, extremely athletic, but she had great uh, skills at a young age and she's continued to work on that and hone her craft. Uh, I just think it's going to be fun to watch her play at the next level. I know that Corey Close is going as the point guard, right? You said as the point guard on the floor, Corey Close is going to be right there with her, right? Mm-hmm. Her along the way. I think you're going to see a lot of what you saw from AZ Fudd. And we talked about AZ uh, at UConn, not being hundred percent healthy as a freshman, but you know, she still had an amazing freshman year. So I think it's going to be along those lines where she's going to really um, have a command of that team. And from the point guard spot as a freshman, that's a huge responsibility, right? Because usually, you know, if you're a freshman, you kind of, you don't want to step on toes. You know, you have some seniors no. there with you and you need to tell them where to go. But I don't think Kiki has any hesitation on directing and orchestrating. Doesn't seem like the, it. What the offense needs to look like and, and how to organize it. So I think she's really going to be great in that role. And I think she's going to be impactful in, in conference play in particular. Well, and, and the thing with UCLA is they, they have a chance to be really good. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, 
Uh, someone in the comments just said that Kiki may not start at point guard. I don't disagree. I mean, Gina Conti's coming in, and Gina Conti coming from Wake Forest, uh, one one of the ACCers that I'm a big fan of, and Charisma Osborne is going to get the ball a ton. And if she finally has some injury luck, which please, I'm sending every every vibe to her. She's gonna have, she's she's another player who's going to have a chance to up her draft stock. Um, so maybe maybe Kiki's role this year is learning a little bit more, but I don't. I mean, she's she's going to play. She's going right. to need to play. If right. this team wants to make noise in this conference, so I think she's going to be important for them. And then Maya Naji, kind of in a similar situation over at Arizona, with a lot of really great players in front of her, namely Kate Reese, um, who right. could teach her the ropes and you know maybe play. They could play alongside each other for sure. Um, right. But it'll be interesting how many minutes she gets and how how much Adia Barnes wants to invest this season in in some of these freshmen that she has, um, and how much they can compete too. Right. Right, right. Agreed. I agree. I, I love Adia Barnes, Copa. I mean, I think she obviously um, has a great young team, but mm-hmm. for them to, to come in in the top 25 in the preseason poll, I think that, that speaks to what she's been able to do yeah. there as, as head coach at her alma mater. I think she uh, has amazing basketball acumen, and it translates you know, to her players and her players who go on to play in the WNBA. Uh, and it's just fun to to see how she challenges this young team. Yeah. I think that's going to be what I'm going to be looking for, um, especially a non-conference play. How do they come out of the gates? How do they form together? How do they come together with being ranked? Because I know last year they weren't ranked very high. And then they started out and then they just became like an avalanche throughout the season and ended up in the top 10 as, as the year progressed. So I think you may see something like that this season as well because they are so young but i think like you said adia is going to get them going the right way well it's uh just just great people acumen you mentioned the basketball acumen you know i talked to her for like i don't know two minutes uh at team usa practice yeah in, in minnesota one time i was like i would play for you right now I'm, <laughs> her yeah, and courtney girl, courtney banghart at unc also at the same exact i talked to her for like a two minutes i was like yeah i'm in sign me up <laughs> I'll, like, I'll suit up i'll take the i don't even need an nil to go here um, let's uh let's talk sleeper team sleeper team in uh again this is any team that is not stanford so uh take your pick i personally think mine would be oregon um i think there's a lot there's, there's good teams in this conference yeah. i don't mean to poo poo it i'm sorry if that's what but ucla is good arizona is good uh washington state's good oregon state can be really good yeah. I think Oregon, though, has the most talent, and they've had the most talent for a few years now, and hasn't ri- because of injuries mainly. Hasn't been a- they haven't been able to get over that hump. Yeah. They haven't been able to push past it. Uh, Tahina Pow Pow still there at point guard, awesome point guard. She's been starting. She's now she's in her third year starting as a junior, right? Yeah. Um, you have Sedona Prince, who's a great player, if she can stay on the court, and that's where it comes in for Kelly Graves, amazing coach, obviously. He's the guy. He's the last guy to win this conference. That was not Stanford. Stanford's won the last two. The team that beat him before was Oregon. Yeah. So how I, it, I this team just needs to stay healthy one year. And I think they can win. I just don't think. I think this year they actually do not have enough talent to overcome Stanford. But they would be my sleeper team if they can put it together and stay healthy together and stay healthy. No, I agree with that. You say you don't want to poo poo it, but we're gonna pow pow it, right? Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I pow pow. Anyway, um, but I think, you know, again, experience, that's the best teacher, right? Um, and I think for 
for Oregon. Are we good, honey? Are you good? Oh, no. I can't hear you. Keep going. Okay, we'll keep going. Um, but I think, are, are you good? Okay. Um, with um, with Pow Pow, I, like, again, with the experience of a point guard, uh, that speaks volumes. You have to have that, right? You have to have a leader. You have to have somebody who can translate what Kelly Graves wants the team to do. And I, I love Kelly Graves and, and what he's been able to do in his tenure there at Oregon. Um, and he's coached some really great point guards, Sabrina Inescu um, and, you know, uh, Courtney Vandersloot before that um, at Gonzaga. So uh, he knows he knows how to get the best out of his players, especially from the point guard spot. No, I'm um, I'm muted. There we go. Oh, Can you hear there me? you are. I'm like, I'm like, man, I know it. Okay, so here's what happens since we're live. I'll explain it. I hit. There's a little. There's a little uh, cord right here, and I hit it, uh, getting excited and gesticulating about something, uh, and then, and then I couldn't, and, and then it all got messed up, and I ruined everything. Um, okay. So we're just gonna cancel the show. No one, no one's gonna watch it. It's not gonna be anywhere. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so. But with Oregon, yeah, Pow Pow stays healthy. I think they have a chance if Pow Pow's not, then they don't. But she's a great point guard. Like you mentioned, like Graves, Graves ha has had great point guards and has helped produce great point guards. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I I hope they are um, healthy this year. Uh, and like I mentioned, UCLA another great team. I, I don't think they have the number. I don't think they have the talent. Um, I just I don't see it happening for them. Um, and yeah, I, I would say that would that would be pretty much the extent of the teams, right? I mean, Oregon and Arizona and mm -hmm. UCLA, probably the three teams that have the most most talent behind Stanford in this league. Um, anyone else you want to shout out in the in the Pac-12? Obviously, Natasha Adair. I was gonna say that. <laughs> we had Sarah Crow, another DMVer, finding all the DMVers at West yeah, at Arizona out. State. Yeah, and I like you know, and I, I was kind of joking before, but you know, to have. Um, the Pac-12, and I know it's going to look totally different when UCLA and USC move into the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. um, and whether it's for money or whatever it's for, I it's think, for money. It's it's for I, money. I know, but I'm it's for money. Know, but it's it's going to happen. So here we are. But I think what it does for for women's basketball, I you know, it's going to really change uh, the landscape for the Pac-12, right? I think uh, it remains to be seen what exactly the ripple effect of that moves will be for both of those teams to the Big Ten. But I, I, it's very intriguing um, for the women's basketball landscape with those two teams moving to the Big Ten, um, what that's going to feel like uh, for the Big Ten as well, right? Yeah. Not just for the Pac-12, but what is that going to feel like for, for Big Ten? Uh, and I think it's going to be quite a challenge to have those teams in it. And when I say that, it's it's a different style of basketball, right? That they play a little bit. I mean, coming yeah. to the Big Ten for them is going to be a, an adjustment. So it's going to be really a lot of fun to see what that looks like, feels like for for both for both conferences when that move is officially made. So yeah, it's going to be. You know, what else is going to be an adjustment is the time zone difference going from yeah. you know the two the two pillars of this country, Los Angeles and Piscataway, New Jersey. <laughs> the two, the two pillars of it. Man, technology. Listen, 
technology, they're going to wake those kids up. They're going to keep them on their regular body. I don't know. They're going to be fine. I watched the game in Japan with the Wizards. It did not look like that good of basketball. I'm going to tell you the truth. It looked like that was a really long flight. It's not quite as long. 14-hour flight they had. But they were doing things to keep the, the Wizards and the Warriors awake on the flight. And yeah. hydration. And, and there were all kinds of things. They had their legs, you know, compression things. They're, That's... They're kids. They're good. They understand, you know, they just want to play. Listen, they just want to play ball. That's that's what I'm talking about. Tell me what time the game is. Where are we going to play it? And let's go. Put no, I'm in. I'm in for that. Let's get it going. Let's play. I'm just saying. Period. It's it's a long. It is a far way from New Jersey to Los Angeles. That is that is not close to each other. From sea to shining sea, though, the Big Ten. Right, but guess what? I'm gonna tell you what they're not. I tell you if if. If I'm coaching in the Big Ten or in the Pac-12 teams who are moving into the Big Ten, I'm not going to talk about that. There what? Are... Well, I'm not going to. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not going to come in the locker room like, all right, we're getting ready for this game, and boy, that was a long flight. And well, we're yeah, here. but we're here now. We're going to play this game. I'm not going to. You know what I mean? They already know they took a long flight. They already know that they may be a tiny bit. Well, yeah, yeah. But they already know that. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to make that. Uh, a major point of emphasis when I'm trying to focus my team on winning this game against whoever they're playing. So I'm going to come in there like, this is the game plan. Get your mind right. Drink some water, splash some water in your face and, and get yourself together. We're going to go play to win. And let's go. Like, I'm not going to bring up the flight and all the things. I can't. No, yeah. Your body will bring it up. You don't, you don't have to bring it up. Well, you, you don't have to bring it up. Your body will tell you. Will, <laughs> hey. Away, like Shaq with all the negative things, <laughs> hitting all that away. Your mind is the biggest muscle. I don't care. Like your body can tell you. That's uh, you're going to drive that. You're going to drive that right on home and and do your best. Let's uh. Competition brings out the best in us all. Let's bring UMass the Pac-12. <laughs> UConn, UConn to the Pac-12. No. See the shining sea, baby, all the way across. See. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how about how, how i'm it's trying fine. it's gonna be fine I i'm trying to think of the dumbest team i can if someone comment the dumbest team i could put in the pac-12 to make the sea a shining sea for the pac-12 east carolina that's that i think i found it we're putting east carolina in the pac-12 oh my god oh fau no fau my <laughs> fau yeah fau you're going you're in the pac-12 now yeah it's it's fun. just it makes just as much sense as USC and UCLA being in the Big Twelve. That's all I'm saying. It's it's a challenge, but it does it's not impossible. Oh, it's and not impossible. Some kids will never. Some kids probably would never get to go to the West. Travel to Piscataway, New Jersey. I know. No, I'm talking <laughs> to LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, those kids are pumped. What? You gotta go the other way though, oh, and that's yeah. that's that's oh, not as much fun. It, it's, it's gonna be fun for everybody involved. Uh, Tiger Tiger said Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina in the Pac-12. Coming to Myrtle Tiger. Beach. What do you say? In the Coastal Carolina to the Pac-12. Tiger, it's past your bedtime, boo boo. You gotta go to bed. Let's uh, let's make it. Let's make it happen. Miami in the Pac-12. That you know, I'm I'm not. Listen, you, you that's where my college thats where my college fandom ends. I'm not watching a football game at 10 p.m. I'm not watching a basketball game at 10 p.m. No. 
No, 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 no. No. They can watch their. They can watch my game at five p.m. Yeah. I don't. We like we. Early afternoon game. I've done my time zone rant on this podcast, right? Yeah, and you're in the thick of it right now too. I, I'm okay. We don't have to get into it. Just eliminate the Pacific time zone. Uh, anyways, but yeah, Coastal Carolina to the pack to the Pac-12. No. William and Mary, Pac-12. See the signing C. <laughs> C to signing C for all the conferences. Uh, that's all I got. All right, I'm, I'm, we made a lot of fun of the Big Ten. So uh, these two Not conferences. Me. No, you said we. You said we said you said we, and it was you. So make sure. I, hey, nope. Big Ten officials. I made fun of this conference because it's insane. Uh, <laughs> Christy, Christy, Christy thought it's a great idea. Um, she also thought Coastal Carolina to the Pac-12 was a good idea too, though. All right, I think we're off the rails. All right, so uh, we've done four conferences right now. Um, we have not talked about the SEC, which actually may, kind of makes this question a little easier. Yeah. Uh, let's rank these four conferences very quickly. Oh. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve. Not, and I think the Pac twelve has the best team because we already talked about that. I okay. just think there's more good teams, and Texas could be as good as Stanford. So that's why I'm going Big Tel- Big Twelve and ahead of Pac twelve. Heard you. How about this? Um, you said six ACC teams got into the preseason poll. I believe it was, uh, six or five or six. Is it five though? They might be five. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's <laughs> <laughs> this is helping me with my calculations. Like uh, one, two, three, four. Um five. Don't, only five, only five, but they're all in the top thirteen. Whereas the Big Twelve, the Big Ten has one, two, three ranked below all of the ACC teams. Maryland, Nebraska, Michigan, all ranked lower than the ACC teams. Understood. Hmm. Okay, here's mine. I'm going Big Ten. Shock. Six. <laughs> ACC. <laughs> And then um, I'm going with the Big 12 because they have four. Right? Sure. So it's hard to dispute. And then the Pac-12 has three of them in there. Yeah. So I'm just going to make it easy. I mean, that's what the, the voters, and not just me, all the other voters, yeah. too, uh, probably agree with me on that because six, five, four, three. Look at okay. me with my Maryland math. Sure. There we go. Yeah. Maryland. College Park. Somehow now in a conference with Southern California. That's what we all thought of, right? All right. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. That's the last one. Hey, Dano, get your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember all, all complaints, uh, whether you're a Big Ten official, a listener, they go to at DR Mattia on Twitter. <laughs> he is our complaint department. He'll handle it. Uh, our tech consultant. Every, everything goes to him and everything goes to him about Gabe. So don't say anything <laughs> about me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chrissy, let's get out of here before, before, before I can never work for the Big Ten. I, I love you, Big Ten. I really do. It's, 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 what, we, it's what we're doing. And hey, we're, look. We're a team and we're going. Just like America. Just just going all the way. We got the guy on the Atlantic. Watch it. They started from the middle. And they moved one way, and then they're coming back the other way. All right, that's a, that's the podcast. <laughs> Christy, tell, t- say goodbye to the people. Okay, let's say goodbye. 